everybody. Hi, hi, hi. How is everybody doing tonight? I uh, wanted to come on just briefly, just briefly. And I'm going to give a couple of more minutes, let some people come on and see how everybody is doing. Hi everybody, hi everybody. This is Ardelia, your personal holistic chef, certified belief therapist, and holistic health coach. I was wanting to come on because I wanted to talk about uh, suppression uh, with stress and how that really affects the body uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, as well as physically for sure. And I know that that um, we have stressors and we've always had stressors and uh, these things have taken place. Even before there was ever a COVID-19, there were stressors, uh, but it was all about how you deal with those stressors. So I had um, wanted to kind of briefly go over a few things and then afterwards what I'm gonna do is I'm going to um, speak to you in regards to what I've done in uh, my book and from the woman underneath um, I'm gonna read some things to kind of help so I'm not gonna leave you where you don't have any tools I think that that part is always the bad part It's like people can say different things and they can tell you about these different things but then they don't give you the proper tools and we gotta have the tools in order to make the difference but uh, the thing that I wanted to talk about or the topic that I want to talk about tonight is going to be uh, stressing or, or suppressing stress. And uh, one of the key things is that when uh, with suppressing your stress, we have actually been taught to do this. This is something that I can remember even as a young girl. Uh, I was raised up with my grandparents and um, you wasn't able to really say what it was that you actually felt it just wasn't ladylike you know you're not going to be you're not going to you're not you're not going to you're not going to um have anything you know if anything is wrong with you if anything is going on with you it's just best that you can deal with it and move on that was the key thing deal with it and move on one minute my little mini me he is something else now he is really something else i have to let y'all know that right now he is something else okay so stress can absolutely take over your entire life and it will eventually lead to physical stress on your body in some form or fashion is going to lead to some form of where you can physically see that this stress is has taken over me uh, with some it's mental and you can have it to where there's actual physical breakdown and then you can have it to where uh, the onset of different things that can take place like insomnia or uh, back pain uh, things like that even the digestive system all of those things 
are actually geared to, and especially the gastric system. That one is huge. Uh, you know, it, it can cause uh, the acid reflux. So we have different things that actually takes place when you actually uh, have these type of issues. So yeah, uh, so when um, when I think about this, I think about this as a whole as how big of an issue this really is. And again, I'll say COVID-19 didn't make it any better for some people, for some people that had already had major stressors and really wasn't dealing with them effectively or didn't have the tools to deal with them effectively. I always tell people or the clients that I may have that a real detox actually hurts. So, and it does because it's dealing with you, your emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Uh, if you're not dealing with all those levels uh, when it comes to proper detoxification, then you're really not detoxing, you're just cleaning out your colon. I just, you know, throw that out. But however, so we're gonna, we're gonna dive in. Suppressing your emotions, whether it's anger, sadness, grief, frustration can all cause physical stress in your body it can cause physical where you can physically see these things certain things happening in your body it would eventually come out it will come to head i i know this personally simply because of with my own life um i had in and I had uh, dealt with uh, my father, or I didn't properly deal with my father' uh, death back in 2010. And uh, my dad was like my best friend. He was my prayer warrior. He was my everything, you know, uh, my confidant. And um, he was—he he was just, you know, uh, my good friend. And when that was happening. When my father had passed, I, for the first year, I didn't even deal with it at all. I absolutely did not deal with the fact or the acceptance that he was actually gone. It was just too much. So suppressing my emotions on what I'd done, it took a couple of years before it became physical in my body. But when it came to head in my body, um, it came in the form of fibromyalgia. When that happened, it was like an array of things that took place in my life that I continued to suppress. I had to even go back to things that had taken place even in early childhood that I had already suppressed. So loss is a big thing. Grief is a big thing. If you do not handle it, it will manifest itself in something else and some type of other ailment that will cause even more issues and even more problems in your life. So um, long-term stress increases the risk of diabetes. And I know most people says, you know, oh, I always thought that it was hereditary. Well, let me tell you something. You can be as thin as a twig. This is reality. You can be as thin as a twig and still be considered, can be diagnosed with diabetes or hypertension. It has nothing to do with the size of the individual versus the fact of the stressors that's in their life and, of course, the genetics and DNA. 
So that do play a part as well, and as well as the fact of what they eat and what they're not eating. But we're going, we're talking about, and we're focusing on suppressing stress. So again, if an individual that may have a diabetes, heart uh, hypertension, or either heart disease, obesity, um, then we're getting off into the self-esteem and all that type of stuff, or memory loss. That's another part, and I'm going to get to that later. But I want to focus just a little bit on the diabetes, hypertension, and heart disease, and obesity. These are three things as one. One thing is, is, is preventative. It's preventative, and, and it can be reversed unless with the diabetes is type 1. But if it's type 2 diabetes, these are things that actually can be preventative. So there's preventative measures that can actually take place that can uh, reverse all of this. But we're dealing with the suppressing the stress. With suppression of stress and how that uh, begins to or how long-term stress increases uh, the risk of diabetes, hypertension, and heart disease, and obesity is because of what you choose to eat. Most people think of it as comfort food. And sometimes, you know, comfort food can be comforting going down, but it sure is going to have some type of, you know, effect on the body. And that's going back to what I was speaking of in regards to having the acid reflux. There's always things that are going to be happening. Uh, you could begin to have the achy hands. That's a, a, a big sign uh, when it comes to uh, diabetes is the fingers numbing at the tips, like right here, and also at the feet. That, that can begin to happen and, and usually um, it'll, you know, the first onset of it, you know, they're saying that it's hypoglycemia or they're saying that you're considered pre-diabetic. But the results of that or what has happened is, you know, the comfort food, uh, gaining the weight and things like that because you're suppressing what you feel, the emotions of what is going on surrounding your life things like i was saying about anger the uh sadness you know that we that's talking about depression and you know uh most people don't want to believe that depression actually really does have pain to it pain is attached to depression most people don't want to believe that but it's true it's absolutely true and uh the grief and frustration so uh, with those type of things, uh, there are certain behavioral disturbances. And I call these particular disturbances uh, such as uh, aggression. Aggression is major because you'll begin to see this physically in individuals and uh, which will cause uh, more ways evident that that person is really dealing with depression and anxiety. Most people think that just because they see somebody that would, you know, pop off, uh, that they're just this big anger, angry person, but actually they may be dealing with more than likely they're dealing with things that they have suppressed emotions and anger and sadness and grief that's already been there uh, some in most cases from childhood all the way up and because they have been dealing with uh, these issues or not particularly dealing with these issues it, it brings behavioral disturbances and uh, those things the major thing is aggression 
And I, I hear people say all the time, oh, I'm, I don't have any aggression in me. Um, you know, there's different ways. And some of them are emotional outbursts. You know, we could be around individuals and we think of emotional outbursts. It doesn't necessarily have to be where a person is actually cursing you out to where there's an emotional outburst, but they they have the emotional outbursts like um, not getting a thorough understanding about something before they actually respond. And when they respond, it's out there and it's like, I don't think she thought about that before she said, but again, these it, we can always look at, you know, the individual itself and think that uh, the person just is so very angry, but there be so many different aggressions. There, there's so many different levels to aggression. There's so many different le- levels. Uh, another one with aggression is insomnia. The mind is steady racing. It's constantly racing. So there is no relax or no turn off there. Um, that's an expression of aggression. Uh, a, a very telltale sign is insomnia. Uh, things that you haven't dealt with. And that, again, is going back to the anger. There may be stuff that's buried in there that there's anger. And you're like, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> You can't even sleep, child. Yes, baby, you are. But sadness and then grief, you know, uh, like I said, I'm speaking from not just my own experience, uh, educational wise and things of that way. But I personally, I personally, personally know this by fact because of my father's death and I was in deep depression for four years and it wasn't until the fact of actually coming towards the end of it that I was able to say, oh my goodness, I have, that's why I act or have been acting the way that I was acting. So I know aggression very well. So uh, the other one is body language. It's so amazing how you can see a person's face and uh, how they're like their facial expression, their their face can they can be actually smiling or they can have I call it the you know the um, monotone voice. No, I don't think you understand me clearly. That face right there is somebody that is holding aggression. They have that's aggression. Even though you didn't scream, you didn't curse nobody out or anything like that. However, you still have aggression that is hidden deep inside of you that needs to be dealt with. There you have there are some suppression, there's some stress levels there that you have been suppressing. And so therefore, when you respond to people and people tell you that, you know, you kind of got a little nice nasty and you're like no i'm just matter of fact no there's some things there's some things there's some levels that needs to to actually be worked on and if you work on these things but i'm going to get to that part about working on it and just speak to you in regards to that moodiness is another one the other one is poor communication that's a major one it's like no matter what you say uh they'll take it 
the opposite way and then you're wondering you're left wondering like how did we even get to that because I promise I meant nothing by saying this I just told you that those are some nice red shoes it, it, it's as simple as that it, it happens all the time and you're right Antonique it is it's right it's irrational thinking that was a, another one that I was going to get to is that negative thinking everybody can't be out to get you every everywhere you go there cannot be where there is an issue or a problem and everybody is on attack for you that is mutually impossible that everybody can be against you not everybody and my great grand used to always say baby not two to three people can't say the same thing about you and it not be true at some point you got to look at you so that's just things and levels and of about aggression and and the the results of aggression is definitely depression and anxiety so we have to keep those things in mind about the some of the things that I'm sharing with you and the, another thing is is a social withdrawal where they don't really want to be sociable with anybody or anything or uh, they really don't want to be active or involved with anyone or anything um that's another indication that there is some pent up anger and um there's some stressors that has been suppressed um so it is it definitely it's okay to look within i think it's the most beautiful thing to look within um it it took you know years for me to be able to say you know okay let me fix that about me and uh i but i i honestly believe that it's so healthy it's so wonderful and it's amazing the grace of god when um you begin to allow god to align you in those ways and and once you have those acceptance to these things need to actually be changed within me uh, i think that once you come to that point it makes a, such a difference in your life things move when you're under the grace of god and in alignment with whom god has called you to be things move so smoothly and so beautifully you'll be like angry for what there's no reason when you really let it go however um the one of the major ones and my sister and I was having a discussion about this last night is poor decision making that's major when a person is depressed and is in the the midst of depression and anxiety they you make poor decisions really poor decision making you know so those are some of the things and and to sh- just to point out about some behavioral disturbances uh that uh, shows aggression uh or that there's some stressors or some there's some suppression that is going on within an individual i wanted to also uh talk about uh I, some some other times I, I've mentioned these things, but I want to kind of go over just a little bit. I'm not trying to harper on anyone. I just really wanted to point out um, suppressing stress and how it can cause 
mental, spiritual, and physical issues. Now, we're going to, with the physical, we talked about uh, the different types of uh, illnesses that can come, which is like the risk of diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, obesity, memory loss. That's a major one uh, that, that has a lot to do with the insomnia and uh, self-esteem. It's major. It's, it's truly major. But there are some foods that increase stressors especially when it deals with mental illness. A lot of the foods that you eat, um, such as your high uh, carbohydrates, high fatty acid, I mean, high fatty type foods, sometimes it's uh, going to be uh, acid type foods as well. Some people, because of the, um, there is different um, neurotransmitters that affects the brain wave and um and you know the even the chemical with serotonin that actually is that they call it the good feeling chemical that's in your brain okay so those type of things calls or are called for you know call uh the nice sweets and they they want that chocolate and and they want ice cream you know, at two o'clock in the nighttime, uh, sitting up there looking at television when you should be resting. Uh, they want sodas. You know, that those are the type of things that it craves is those type of foods. And um, one of the major issues, I believe, uh, when it comes to depression and anxiety that should be monitored, it should be monitored, um, is, is alcohol. The alcohol level uh, changes the levels of your neurotransmitters and the serotonin in your brain. Uh, and it, it, it actually raises the anxiety level and depression worsens as well when it comes to alcohol. And I know most people are thinking, well, when she's saying alcohol, she just means liquor. And I can tell you, no, it's not just the liquor, but we're talking about your wines, the beer, alcohol, meaning liquor, all of it. You know, when it is used excessively, it's because of a craving. I remember that alcohol turns into sugar. So again, you're going back to the carbohydrates, which is what is given like when you have your potato chips and things like that. Anything that's inside of your, you know, the little uh, snack packs, anything that's in a snack pack, that fun food, you know, that in your hand, I'm eating it, that fun food is things that you really shouldn't uh, excessively have. Uh, so alcohol, again, is one of those things that affects the uh, serotonin in your brain and uh, it raises the level of anxiety and it also uh, deepens the depression. Uh, even though uh, one of the first things I always hear people say all the time, I, well, you know, when I used to hang out a lot, uh, it was, um, oh yeah, give me a drink so I can calm my nerves. It's like, no, you're not calming your nerves. You're not calming your nerves. You're actually making the anxiety and depression worse uh, if that is something that is happening. And aggression with these anxieties 
and with this depression is going to automatically stir up things to make it worse. Remember the list that we was going through with the uh, having the emotional outbursts and uh, poor communication, easily angered, arguments, moodiness, uh, problem concentrating, or um, then the negative thinking as well as, um, you know, making poor decisions. You know, that can even go as to far as meeting somebody while you're out and then that night you go ahead on and decide to be with that individual. You just make poor decisions, not just, and people say, blame it on the alcohol. No, it's not just the alcohol. It's already, you're at a lower state of being. So therefore, and this is the spiritual part, you're at a lower state of being when you're consumed by these stressors and you're suppressing your emotions, then you turn around and you're adding on things that also uh, do not complement the issue at hand at all. So uh, one of the other things that I wanted to kind of mention, and I know that there's like what maybe uh, 78% of people use some form of caffeine, um, so when it comes to caffeine, uh, it can increase the anxiety. I know with me, it does total opposite. Most people where it, you know, hype you up or whatever. Uh, it actually does the exact opposite for me. So I actually, I actually get sleepy when I drink caffeine or like coffee, you know, but, uh, with most people, it, it can, it can, if you're already in this state of being. Uh, increase the anxiety and it also uh, creates mood swings as well as nervousness and this is a big one heart palpitation and for the ones that don't really know what heart palpitation is or when it's brought on by caffeine or having a higher level of caffeine with the uh, histamine uh, that's another chemical that's in the brain and there's a, a lot of some people have intolerance to histamine and uh, that is what causes it's a neurotransmitter that is it aggravates the digestive system, the nervous system, your hormonal imbalance. Some people just think that their hormones are just imbalanced, but sometimes it's the things that we have eaten that we should avoid because we actually have an intolerance to it and we don't know it. Um, then also it can uh, causes um, the cardiovascular disease, uh, chronic under when there's chronic extreme stress levels. And uh, most of the time it can be where it's your normalcy of stress levels. However, the problem lies is when it continue to add on and add on and add on and add on and add on. And when those type of things take place, that's when there is the what most people believe to be mental breakdowns. But these breakdowns that have been happening periodically for years, but it never have been properly nourished or taken care of. So with that being said, uh, one of the other things is uh, trauma and injury. I want to talk about trauma just a little bit because most people don't like to deal with trauma, nor accept that they've had trauma.
You calling me Aunt Lois? That's a wonderful, you know, that's a beautiful compliment. That's a wonderful compliment. That is a beautiful compliment. I absolutely adored her, her knowledge, her, her, just her wealth of knowledge and her impact that she made upon people. That is, you touched my heart with that one. You touched my heart with that one. Oh my God, I love that. If that's what you're saying, if that's what you're saying. Um, when it comes to trauma, most people do not like to talk about trauma. They would rather say that I, I ain't had no trauma. I ain't had nothing to happen to me and nothing happened to me in my life. I've, I'm good. That's impossible. I want you to have acceptance within yourself and understand that that is mutually impossible. You don't have, you had some trauma. The deal is, is that you do not want to accept that it is that. Now, what do I do in the midst of trauma? Normally, what we're taught to do in the midst of trauma is to slap a Band-Aid on it and keep going. Not just because that's, just, well, that is a lot to do with our culture, but it also has a lot to do with being mothers. Uh, you know, us women, we can just keep pushing, just keep moving, just had a baby and, you know, a any type of, um, Thing that has taken place even as a child uh, not being able to fully express it it was something that you did not express if something took place where I, I mean I, I where someone touched you inappropriately and things like that you were taught to be quiet to be silent about it if you were bold enough to speak about it then there was someone else to interact it and tell you that it did not happen that no he wouldn't have done that no, she wouldn't have done that. You're mistaken. I, I know that. And uh, so you're left with these burdens of trauma that were never healed. You just continue.